to Politics and Psychology. I'm Dr. Nakar, your host, and please introduce yourself in the chat or on social media. So today we're talking about the narcissism of cancel culture. And for this to not be a one-sided or a one-time conversation, please also give your thoughts and questions in the comment section below. So how are you doing today? I hope you're having a nice day. And I'm very excited because this is our first episode, the premiere episode. So I'm very excited that you are here to join me. Um, the reason why I'm doing the podcast is because I really care about you and your life. And there are a lot of people in the world, in our communities, even in our families, who don't have a lot of support or expert information to be able to understand how to defend their positions or to have a conversation about social issues that are challenging our country. So that's what politics and psychology is about. And as a psychologist, I'll give you the psychological implications of the social issue. And as a political and corporate advisor, I'll explain different issues as it relates to politics, our government and society in general. So back to the topic. The narcissism of cancel culture is affecting you. And that's one thing that I care about, but I wanna explain how. So in the past few years, the term cancel and you're canceled or let's cancel them have been used as call to actions to hold corporations, politicians, and celebrities accountable for their words or their actions. And it has become a very common social media behavior lately. But let's hear about how canceling started. So the term cancel originally came from this song called Your Love Is Canceled. And it was from that 1980s R&B group Chic. So remember that song, oh, freak out. So that was the group. So they had this song called Your Love Is Canceled. And the song explains how the guy was canceling his girlfriend because after he became famous from the freak out song that she would then started to try to use him to increase her own celebrity status. So he was saying, your love is canceled. And I'm going to post the link to the song in the social media so you can listen to it. So with the name of the song being Your Love Is Canceled, the term started to catch on after that, and then it became pretty popular. So much so that a few years later, have you ever seen the movie New Jack City? So in that movie, the term cancel was even further popularized by the one and only Wesley Snipes, and he was playing the main character, Nino Brown. Remember him? So Nino Brown, he pushes his girlfriend onto this table, pours champagne all over her and says, cancel that B-I-T-C-H. And this is because she was screaming and crying at him for being a murderer. So in both instances, whether it was the song or in New Jack City, the term cancel was used to express how one person was dismissing another person and letting them know that you are no longer wanted or needed in my life. And that's how it became like this huge common slang word in the black community. And that was for how it was referenced. And then of course it caught on to the rest of society and culture. So bringing it to present day, now the term cancel has expanded from one person privately dismissing one other person to now an entire group of people ganging up against and publicly dismissing one other person or maybe the person's business that that person represents. So what spread from a very private and personal reaction now has become a very public showing. So 
to cancel someone now it means that a large group of people this is the definition of canceling a large group of people are publicly criticizing a person mainly on social media they are forcefully withdrawing their financial support or social media support from that person or their business and they are also pushing other individuals to do the same so that's what we see on the outside. These are the external behaviors of counseling. But there is an internal psychological process before a human shows a behavior. So let's look at the psychology behind cancel behavior. There are four psychological phases of cancel culture behavior. So I'm going to go through each of the four and give you explanations of each. So phase one, canceling begins by one person having a strong emotional reaction to what someone else has said or done. The initial emotional reactions are usually anger, sadness, or fear, with those feelings usually created from a sense of being offended by what the other person said or did. Then, the more the offended person thinks and feels about how she was offended or how he was offended, then the initial emotional reaction will grow from anger, sadness, or fear to now hatred, disgust, or outrage. So these intense feelings lead to the second psychological phase of cancel behavior, and that is activating narcissism. In clinical psychology, there is narcissistic personality disorder, which is a much more pathological presentation than what we're talking about today for cancel culture. So in cancel culture, what we see is narcissistic traits rather than a full-blown personality disorder. So think of it like this. You can be sad, but not have depression. So there's still emotions that are similar, but one is a higher degree of intensity. So in the same way, you can be narcissistic or have narcissistic traits but not have the full narcissistic personality disorder. So what is narcissism, you might say? So narcissism is a psychological term for a person who continually behaves with selfishness, has a sense of entitlement, a lack of empathy or concern for others, and has a need for admiration. So going back to phase two of the psychological phases of cancel behavior, this will look like this. A person who has a need for admiration and will therefore post on social media to get attention and likes. Now, if this person or the canceller will use performance language to shock and to shame other people, and this is to make the post a performance with words to shock his or her social media feed, again, out of the need for narcissistic admiration, and also to shame his or her target. Now it's the desire to shame the target of the canceling that comes from a very strong sense of entitlement or righteousness or self-righteousness that is part of the narcissistic personality traits. So when you are the canceler, again, having the narcissism, the narcissist person will believe that they are morally superior and therefore they are entitled to humiliate and taunt the person who they disagree with or were offended by. And the more and more attention 
that the person who was the canceller makes this post and the more likes and reposts that the canceller gets from his hashtag cancel post, then the more the canceller's sense of moral superiority is going to increase. And this is what attracts other persons with narcissistic traits. And that leads to phase three. The third psychological phase of cancel behavior is the spreading from one person having a sense of being offended, entitled, and with a moral superiority to now a group of people who share a sense of self-righteousness. And not only that, but they're also having a willingness to help punish the offending person. And we also have to realize that the offense can be real or imagined. It's all on how the person who is the canceller interprets it, perceives it, how they're feeling that day. So the cancel person attracts other narcissist-minded persons, which creates a group of people, and that will become the cancel group. And then it's this cancel group that will have a say and will behave with a sense of moral superiority by claiming, and this can be consciously or unconsciously, by claiming that their cancel behaviors are justified acts of social justice. The emotions of the cancer group will feed on each other and encourage each other until there is an online social experience of contagion. But contagion is also another psychological explanation of human behavior when we're in groups or in social settings. And contagion specifically is the spreading of a harmful idea or practice. It's like an emotional disease that keeps spreading from one person to another person to another person until everyone in that group now has the same shared emotions and thoughts that the offending person must be punished. And it's this shared emotional experience that gives the group a sense of power as a group and by them reinforcing each other and then building each other's presence and power up just by the mere fact of them having someone else to agree with them and also having a social community based off of this one issue, this reinforces their group sense of specialness and moral superiority. This increases their belief that they are the judge and jury of the offense or the offending person who is now their canceling target. And they're making these judgments and determinations of moral superiority and the other person's moral inferiority based off pretty much no additional information, no facts, and they don't really entertain any additional conversation. So the more admiration and attention that the cancel group receives, the more they believe that they are right and that their cancel behaviors of shame and their attempts to ruin the other person are very much necessary acts of activism and social justice. So I hope you guys are staying with me on that. So now phase four, phase four is the final psychological phase and it involves the collective behaviors of the group. The cancer group will now work together to aggressively punish the target and to make sure that the punishment is highly visible. They will try to punish the targeted person as severely as possible. The cancer group will mock and shame the person. They will withdraw all support and promotion of that person. And they will aggressively try to embarrass the person 
and ruin his or her reputation or business. The ultimate cancel goal is to utterly humiliate and utterly annihilate that person and that person's reputation, their business, their standing in the community, and to continue doing it relentlessly until that person becomes rejected for society. In addition, the cancel group will intensify their self-proclaimed social activism by also condemning anyone who supports the target or by condemning anyone or any group that does not join in on the canceling. So if you're just sitting by and you're not stopping the cancel group, then you are likely to be a target as well because you're not helping to promote what they're saying by actively coming against who their target is for the cancellation. So if you're not being active and going against them, then they're considered you as also being part of the target. Now, it's the public's general fear of also being rejected that allows the cancel group to go unchecked and out of control. And it's what allows the cancel group to continue attacking the target until his or her reputation is ruined, the job or platform is lost, they are shamed and ultimately rejected from their own social groups and society overall. And this unchecked cancel behavior can also result in the cancel group believing that they are justified in their threats and in their acts of violence to support their self-proclaimed social justice and activism. So I hope you're seeing not only what the definition is of cancel culture, but understanding the four psychological phases of it. And it's important to understand the psychological phases of cancel culture so that you don't assume that, oh, that's just a millennial thing or, oh, that's a them thing. We want to really understand how it even starts. And the core of it is narcissism because it assumes that the offended person is one offended by someone saying or doing something that's different or uncomfortable from what the other person wants to hear or what the person wants to see. And this is also even more important because the way that cancel culture can affect you in our country is pretty significant if you recognize that at any time you too could be canceled and you could lose your job, you can lose all the wealth or all the goals that you've been trying to achieve can be easily undone with a tweet that happens to go viral. So let's get into some of the specific ways that cancel culture can affect you and our culture. So number one, the narcissism of cancel culture allows any one group to establish itself as the socially superior group in our country. And with this superiority that they give themselves, they also give themselves the power to punish and ruin any one person. So the narcissism relates to them just assuming that they are superior in the morality, in their beliefs, in their decisions, and that anyone else is considered inferior. And because they believe you to be inferior, they then believe that as the socially superior one, they can determine your punishment and crime. So the canceling is being done, this is number two, the canceling is being done by one group of individuals making narcissistic moral judgments that they are very based, I'm sorry, that are very often based on very little information. And the only information that they use to usually target a person for canceling 
is that they simply said or did something that the other person did not like. And most often, it is only a sense of being offended that gives the counselor or the canceling group the justification in their minds to punish you or another target. If very little factual information, context of the situation, or investigation is done, then what we're seeing through the narcissism of the cancel culture is that the group is making their very own public conviction of the target. And they're doing so without having any trial, prosecution, conviction, or even understanding, or even a care to understand what all the facts are. So one way it's harmful is that people are being canceled or financially or reputation wise ruined. And there may be very few, if any, actual evidence other than maybe a sound bite or a tweet or something that was said or done that could have been out of context. So this means for you and I that anyone who offends anyone could be targeted, publicly shamed, and financially ruined by any group of random persons who disagree with you saying, what you think, or what you do. So when you review the instances of when a targeted person was actually convicted or objectively proven to have committed a harmful act, so what this means is that someone indeed did something that was, you know, sus and that it was questionable and that it was harmful. They truly, really did do this and the cancel group was going after them for that. What we're seeing in hindsight and an actual investigation of what was the crime or what was the harmful act and then what was the outcome of it, what we're seeing is that the punishment and shame created by the cancel group is often so much more extreme and more damaging than the actual harmful behavior itself. So what the cancel culture punishment is doing is resulting in far outweighing the actual crime. And that's number three. So not only is one group deciding to be the moral superior, but two, they're deciding that their opinions and beliefs are only based off of themselves feeling offended and therefore assuming that they have the right to punish, ostracize, or reject someone. And then three, even when they do that, and even if the person were guilty of what they are accusing them of, what the effects of the cancel culture behaviors are, are far much more punishing and damaging than what was actually warranted. So number four, the narcissism of cancel culture also hurts us and our country because of the fact that the individuals in the cancel groups who are using their free speech and using their right to protest are using these rights to fight against anyone else also having free speech or right to protest. So in essence, this whole canceling process only results in using their freedom of speech to restrict and censor other people from also having that same freedom of expression and speech. So by accepting cancel culture, we are setting up ourselves, our community, our country, to also accept and create a culture where differences are no longer tolerated. So this means that if we are allowing a foundation to be created where social control 
through cancel culture, through shame and rejection can become a way of life if we allow cancel culture to not only continue, but to accept it and to promote it by not putting it in check or by not putting restrictions on what we then subconsciously or actively agree to promote or stand by and let happen. Also for number five, by accepting cancel culture, we are giving permission for social censorship for any views or opinions that did not agree with the group has established for themselves. And so that means that if we agree with them, okay, you're fine, you're saved. But if you don't, by allowing cancel culture to just run rampant, then what we're basically saying is that, okay, well, this means that somewhere down the line, I'm also giving permission for social censorship for any views or any opinions that go against what the social group has determined to be what we should be thinking, feeling, or viewing at that particular time. So again, if it continues to be left unchecked, then cancel culture will expand to cancellation of even social customs, practices, and beliefs that are viewed as offensive to anyone for any reason at any time. In addition, acceptance of cancel culture is also accepting a government that represses its citizens or society that is intolerant of any thinking that is different from those in power. So this will only increase systemic oppression, especially for those already with very little political power. And it will also cause significant setbacks in improving America's appreciation, which is what we've been trying to work on obviously for decades, um, improving America's appreciation of diversity and efforts for equality and justice. And then number seven, there's eight of them, and for number seven, the harm caused by cancel culture narcissism is that it does not make us a better society, it doesn't make us good people, and it doesn't make us good citizens by being cancel cultures and having support of cancel culture behaviors. Instead, cancel culture is only about serving the ego and the needs of those who establish themselves as the morality superiors. So it's not really helping anybody and it's not actually going against any acts of injustice. It's mainly focusing on themselves. So in reality, the cancel behaviors are labeled as necessary for social justice, but they're actually only for the benefit of the cancer group, either increasing their own social power or increasing their own social media fame. And cancel culture may get a person fired, but it does not change the actual social issue associated with that person that they're being targeted or canceled for. It's just about getting likes and tweets. So lastly for today, that is, the cancel culture mentality and behaviors provoke outrage and hate instead of positive change it results in more division and violence and even more people becoming hurt by their actions. So what can we do about it? There's no denying that there are many individuals and businesses who are racist, sexist, oppressive, and exploitive. And we definitely, and I'm also encouraging everyone to speak out against inequality and against injustice and to hold our leaders and corporations accountable to the people. But cancel culture is not that. The narcissism of cancel culture 
likes to paint a picture of itself as being justice-minded and against inequality, but instead is highly punishing and intolerant of anything and anyone they disagree with. So cancel culture is biased and one-sided, and it does not accept that others also have an equal right to freedom. For that reason, cancel culture is hypocritical in using its own freedom of speech to limit the freedom of speech of others. And while it does speak out against holding people accountable, cancel culture itself refuses to hold itself accountable for its own accusation and calls for punishment that they are making without having the full facts or all of the information. So if we're going to look for solutions for ourselves, then these are just a few of the solutions I have for us. So one, if you hear about a person or a corporation doing or saying something you disagree with or you are strongly against or vehemently opposed, then use it as an opportunity to learn more about the situation or to learn more news and facts about the situation, but be sure to use an unbiased resource. And don't use just one, use multiple ones. So don't go to just the one person, the one news channel, or the one social media influencer who you know what they're going to say and you know what their positions are. Go to multiple ones and to get more facts and more information before making a conclusion to agree or disagree with cancel culture. And if at all, focus on focusing the facts to other people and not just going off of opinions. So make more facts before making an assumption that a tweet or a news soundbite is true. And also make sure that if it is true, are you being told or are you seeing the full context of what was said, how it was said, and what room was it said? So try to get all of the information. And so more the passive aggression of narcissism-based movements, such as cancel culture, that use social media for self-promotion instead of actually activating real social change. So if you look at these tweets that are from a cancel culture perspective, they're really about setting something that's very mean or very shocking to again, shock the newsfeed and also to shame the target, but there's no real solutions that they are offering to actually change the situation. For example, if you have Congressman Johnny Appleseed, who was seen in a video clip talking about a racist tweet that he enjoyed or thought was hilarious. So instead of seeing that one little tweet or hearing that one soundbite, look to see, well, what else was being said before or what was being said after in what context and what setting. So try to get more of the full picture before making an immediate assumption. And as part of this whole podcast, I'm trying to encourage positive intellectual conversation to continue these discussions so that we can have positive social change. So with that, please consider using your voice or even your presence, just being there to encourage honest and meaningful conversation about controversial issues in which people are being canceled by. And when, we, when you're with your coworkers, your family and friends, to just encourage everyone else to have an open talk, a respectful conversation and thoughtful dialogue about the different views. 
and recognize that it's okay to be different in your thoughts and opinions because only once we have uncensored conversation, be it at the dinner table or on social media, can we truly understand other people's points of view or other facts about a situation. But if you're cutting off information to only what you want to hear, or if we're allowing others to only force onto us only what they want to hear, what they want to see, or what they want to experience, then that type of censorship is going to trickle down to affecting all of us and will be a very close-minded opposite of freedom, but a very restricted, censored society rather than one based off of freedom. And remember, lastly, that freedoms go both ways. If you want to keep your own freedoms of speech, then that means that we have to also recognize and embrace that others also have freedoms of speech. So with narcissism, we understand it's a self-righteousness that's self-imposed. And when we have cancel culture, it's narcissist traits and narcissistic persons who are focusing on only wanting to hear what they want to hear and preventing the freedoms of others from saying what they want to say. So please remember that whenever you're looking at social media tweets or hear conversations, and let's do our part to continue the conversation of open speech and lack of speech censorship. Well, that ends our time for today. But please continue the conversation using science and love. Walk the path of life. And if you run too fast.